0: You're listening to St. Pius X Catholic Church in Lafayette, Louisiana. Thank you for joining us. It was January 1998. I remember it very well. Why, you might ask? Because it was a life-changing experience. I was blessed to make a pilgrimage to the Holy Land. One of the most impactful results of that trip is how I now experience the Scriptures. I no longer simply read the words on the page, but I'm able to place myself in the scene of the story as if I'm there, hearing Jesus speak to me. And now, 25 years later, I can't hear or read today's gospel about the Beatitudes without envisioning myself there. At that place, the Mount of Beatitudes, a place with lush green grass, on a rolling hill, slightly sloping to the shoreline of the Sea of Galilee, which is really like a big lake, like Lake Pontchartrain, rather than what you may envision as the Sea or the Gulf of Mexico. While the setting is my experience in remembrance, St. Luke's Gospel and St. Matthew's Gospel, which we hear today, provide us with stark differences of this scene. Since Luke's gospel was written for the Gentiles and really for all believers, the universal church, his teaching takes place on a level plane, evoking the image that all people were equal and had access to Jesus and salvation. On the other hand, Matthew's gospel was written for Jewish Christians, and so the images, words, and descriptions that he uses would be well known to the Jewish people. And thus, Matthew's version of the story takes place on a mountain, deliberately evoking the image of Moses going up on the mountain, Mount Sinai, and receiving the law of God, the Ten Commandments. Now, it's Jesus who is the new Moses, and the Beatitudes are the new law of God's reign that he gives to the people. Like Moses, Jesus goes up on the mountain, but rather than receiving the law like Moses did, he gives the law and teaches the people. He declares to them that in spite of the sufferings and apparent abandonment of the little ones of this world, God continues to care for them. While the 10 commandments of Mount Sinai may seem negative with all of its thou shalt nots, they actually point the way to the law of love, which is the first and greatest commandment given to us by Jesus. You will love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and you will love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus himself even said that he did not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. And he teaches this law of love right there on a hillside in Galilee. It rarely happens that all three readings on a Sunday carry the same theme, but today we get lucky and have one of those times. Today's first reading contains striking parallels with the Beatitudes. The prophet Zephaniah tells the people to seek the Lord, seek justice, and seek humility. Do this and you will be sheltered from the Lord's anger and he will be your shelter and provide you refuge with no one to disturb them. Then in Paul's letter to the Corinthians, he tells them that it's not the wise, the powerful, or the rich that find themselves in Christ Jesus, but rather the foolish, the weak, and the lowly, because they have their total dependence on God. For Paul, salvation and meaning are found not in our own efforts, but in God's gift to those who are not full of themselves, but to those who are empty and so able to receive him and his righteousness, sanctification and redemption. Both the first and the second reading point to the gospel and reflect its teaching in the Beatitudes, which lists the qualities that Christ wishes to see in his followers. The same qualities which were exemplified in his own life Jesus doesn't merely speak the Beatitudes. He lives the Beatitudes. He is the Beatitudes. Looking at him, you'll see what it is to be poor in spirit, gentle and merciful, to mourn, to care for what is right, to be pure in heart, to make peace, to be persecuted. Jesus begins his life in the poverty of the manger, He mourns publicly at the death of his friend Lazarus. He calls himself meek as if it were a title and a badge of honor. He hungers in the desert at a time of temptation and he thirsts on the cross. His mercy extends even to those who are crucifying him. The cleanness of his heart is revealed through the opening of his pierced side. Peace is his first word of greeting to the disciples after the resurrection. No wonder that Jesus says to his disciples that if we strive to live as he did, and when we experience these same things as he did, while keeping our eyes fixed on him and trusting in him, our reward will be great in heaven. Jesus doesn't just tell us, do what I say. He says, come, follow me and He gives us a model to follow. But this way of living, way of thinking, way of being presented in the Beatitudes is so polar opposite to what our society says today. The world today tells us, blessed are the proud, the violent, those who prosper at any cost, who are unscrupulous, devious, who make war and not peace, and who persecute those who stand in their way, It's that voice that says, they are the ones who win. Happy are they. Let's consider what living the Beatitudes might look like for us today. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Depend on God for everything. Don't rely on power or privilege or wealth or connections. Rely on God alone and trust Him. Absolutely. Absolutely. Blessed are they who mourn. Embrace the persecution that may come for being a follower of Christ. Mourn those who have fallen away from the faith. Blessed are the meek. Meekness does not mean weakness. Be humble and be able to turn humiliation into humility. Don't be constantly concerned with whether we're noticed or not, appreciated or not. Rewarded or not, it's not important whether we're better or worse, stronger or weaker, faster or slower than the one who stands beside us. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Yearn for a right relationship with God and with neighbor. Be a voice for the voiceless. Take a stand against injustices of the world like racism and economic inequality and grieve over the sins of abortion and the lack of care for creation. Blessed the merciful, admit your need of forgiveness from God, and after receiving it, share it with others. It begins with everyday kindness and then moves to deeper human understanding, compassion, and empathy. Live a life of service to others. Blessed are the clean of heart, Have a deep awareness of God in all things. See the good of others around you. See the glass is half full and not half empty. See possibility and promise, not peril and problem. Blessed are the peacemakers. Do intentional good acts. Receive the gift of peace that is found in and through God alone and share that with others. Blessed are the persecuted. Try to live a life worthy of your baptismal calling even if you suffer persecution. The darkness of evil does not like the light of Christ, and the devil will do everything in his power to snuff out the light to make the persecuted so beaten down that they become afraid or too tired to shine. Let your light shine. My friends, the way of the Beatitudes is not easy. It's a lifelong journey filled with potholes and winding roads that sometimes seem to lead to nowhere. It's a life with mountains too high to climb and valleys too low to get out of. So put yourself right there in the Gospel story on the lush, green, rolling hill and hear the voice of Jesus speaking to you. Maybe you'll need to leave your boats and nets behind just like the first disciples. Maybe this seems beyond your strength, but know that Jesus does not leave you alone in the face of challenge. Trust him when he says, my grace is enough for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Now, consider the fact that this gospel is being heard by every Catholic today around the world. Imagine more than a billion people receiving the same message today. Can you imagine what the world we live in would be like if each Catholic would walk out the doors of their church today and live the gospel they just heard? I'm going to challenge myself this week to pick one beatitude, just one, and try to live that beatitude in faith and trust and let it impact every decision I make, every conversation I have, to try and let it permeate my very being. And I invite you to join me in this challenge. Just pick one beatitude. If we stay focused on the blessings and not the difficulties, and not try to do it all alone, it can be done. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward will be great in heaven. Amen.